All right, let's wing it. G'day, I'm Rob. And I'm Dave. And we're here for a very special, unscripted, unplanned episode of the Doctor Who show because, Dave, something pretty momentous has happened. Yes, Rob, inevitably, between us recording tomorrow's episode and tomorrow's episode being released, <laughs> inevitably, the biggest news in Doctor Who happened. And uh, on this occasion, we couldn't go without mentioning it. So we've literally just pulled on the, the earphones and turned on the mic and we're going to talk about the entire future of Doctor Who. Yes, we are, because folks, if you haven't heard, of course you've heard, though, Russell T. Davis is making a return to Doctor Who just in time for the 60th anniversary. Yes, I have been joking for about five months now that somewhere in the BBC they are having the uh, the conversation, get me David Tennant, or if not him, a David Tennant type. <laughs> yes. And I was, I was close. The conversations actually get us Russell T. Davies. Yeah, it's pretty incredible stuff. I mean, we made the joke on tomorrow's show, which we recorded when? About four days ago, but yeah. people won't hear it until after they hear this. It's very timey-wimey stuff, folks. We made the joke that they'd release the date of the next series and, you know, is it going out on Halloween or something? But the news they released was so much bigger because this is not just Russell T coming back. This is the Bad Wolf uh production team coming in and partnering with BBC Studios. So this is a whole change to how Doctor Who is going to be made going forward. It's not just the BBC anymore. Is it that big a change, though? That is something that we have time to discuss. Um, um, <laughs> I, I, I will say another, another rapidly developing Doctor Who show cliche is that I discover big Doctor Who news uh, usually in the middle of the night when answering the call of nature, as happened on this occasion. At <laughs> Did about, it really? At about 5am, I sort of, you know, had had, had to and um, looked at my phone to see what time it was and saw there was a message from Doc Whom at the Diddly Dumb podcast. Right. And I, I looked at it and, yeah, it, it was the news that um, Russell T Davies had been appointed. Doc, if you're listening to this and you thought my reaction at the time was a little bit muted, it's because it was 5am. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc, you didn't message me, you bastard. No, look, I, I got up uh, at my normal time. It was about like 7, 7.30 or something. And I was on Twitter and someone was making a joke about RTD. And I didn't quite get the joke. And it was because the joke related to him coming back to the show, which is something that was just not top of mind, not on my mind at all. And I think that might be a good place to start I mean, you joked about bring us David Tennant or bring us RTD, but was this really on your mind, Dave? It wasn't on mine. So, so look, the answer is no. Um, certainly, this was not in any way within my sphere of expectations, mm. other than in a general vibey sort of way that we kind of had a thought that if the BBC is looking at the show now and going, look, we're happy with it, we want to keep it going, but it's not as strong as it was back in the good old days there would be a conversation going, how do we recapture the RTD David Tennant era magic? Mm. Now, they've somebody around that conversation just gone, do you reckon RTD's free? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just made the obvious comment. If we want to recapture the RTD magic, should we see if RTD wants to do it? Yeah. He'll, probably, he'll probably say no, but, you know, let's ask him. And he said yes. Well, look, I've felt at times the Chibnall era has tried to be a bit like the RTD era, so maybe this will be the Chibnall era done right. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on how big or small of a failure you think the Chibnall era is, and that's a whole thing that's mm. happened. And, 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 and let's say the advantage of us sort of getting this new six or seven hours later than the UK is that we've, we've given Twitter a chance to have 
all the conversation right through all the emotions from disbelief to joy to why your opinion is wrong. <laughs> you know, it, was, it had all been done by the time we saw it. So, look, I've got an analytical point to make and an emotional point to make at the start. So perhaps should we do should we do some quick reactions in that sense? Yes, yes. Let's start with that. So look, look analytically, I think obviously it's big news. That that's not a very insightful comment for me to make. It is big news. It does, however, end what has been a very frustrating six to 12 months for us on the show and Doctor Who fans generally, where all the discussions we've had have really been about what we don't even know we don't know. Mm. Whereas now we have one big known, which is that Russell T. Davies is the showrunner, uh, and a few details around that. But we also now have a lot of known unknowns in that we know that we don't know who the Doctor is, but that Russell T. Davies will be picking picking it, and and that sort of thing. So suddenly our whole conversation is actually framed with much more information than it was before, which is really cool. Um, Emotionally, I think it is very positive news. I think that Russell T. Davies is a obviously a very talented, creative person who knows how to run television. Uh, I've been a big fan of a lot of what he's done since he left Doctor Who. Look, I've said before, both on the show and on Twitter and, and to friends in real life, because I do have friends in real life. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought that It's a Sin was fantastic television. Yeah. I thought that A Very English Scandal was fantastic television. Uh, after a promising start, I thought Years and Years was kind of not very good and actually dropped it halfway through. And, and Cucumber was kind of in between those. Um, so I'm very big. I'm a fan of Russell T Davies. I want to see more of his writing. Mm. I'm not as excited as a lot of other people I've seen online and some of my friends because I think that this is the show potentially looking backwards. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start to get into, and, and, and I'll I'll say one more point here, Rob, before I get, we get to your reactions, because sure, sure. I, I just want to move into this. A lot of people are reacting to what they think the news means, yeah. and I think some people are just going, well, Russell T. Davies is back, so it's going to be as though we got to the end of Time Part 2, nothing else after that happened, we're just going right back to that moment in time, and it's <laughs> going to be awesome again. Some even saying, well, this means we're going to get spin-offs again, we're going to get 13 episodes again, assumptions that Murray Gold's going to come back. I think that if the show goes back to just let's pretend it's 2010 again, mm. that would be a mistake. Uh, as good as Russell T. Davies is, and, and look, he was not perfect, and, and we can talk about that, that, that in a moment as well. As good as Russell T. Davies is, I want to see Russell T. Davies do Doctor Who for 2022-23, not just let's all dust off our nostalgia and pretend it's 2010 again and we're all 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of points there, Rob. What are your reactions, though? Yeah, look, I, I don't think even if he wanted to, Russell could write like it was 2010 because he's changed, he, you know, as, as a person. Things have happened in his life that have changed him. As a writer, he's written so much more. And and, and as a writer, you get better as you write more, you know, and, and your worldview changes and the world around you changes. And, you know, so much has changed. We can't go back to 2010. So those people are really barking up the wrong tree, to be quite honest about it. Um, I, I'll, I'll say that as an opening uh, gambit. For me, it's not so much going back to the past because I don't think they will go back to the past, Dave. I think the way forward in television is like six-part miniseries and stuff. This new series of Doctor Who could point towards the future of Doctor Who. You know, Doctor Who might become a six-part miniseries type setup. And I'd be okay with that. You know, if they throw enough money at a six-part series, it could look tremendous and with bad wolf producing it i mean bad wolf as i was tweeting about earlier today made the his dark materials a uh, couple of series of that i think they've got a third series coming 
and it looked tremendous. Now, that was something that a big-budget film with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman and and all the money in the world couldn't do properly, and in fact, it bombed, and they didn't make the, the remaining movies in the series. Whereas the television series is amazing. Have you seen His Dark Materials, the TV series? No, look, I haven't, but I've heard oh. very good things about it. But but that is exactly the point I'm making about known unknowns. We, we know that Russell T. Davies is going to make a series. We, we don't know what it's going to look like, but I, I think your speculation is almost certainly closer to the money than... A, a reset to 2010, absolutely. Mm. Now, the BBC said he's he's going to be back in time to celebrate the 60th anniversary. So, okay, we, we kind of assume that because we know Chibnall's bowing out with the BBC centenary, which is like a October, November of 2022. And I had been saying uh, an episode or two back on the show that, well, the series will probably come back a year later in time for the 60th. And I would say, given the timing, that's what will happen. He'll come back for the 60th and for Series Beyond. Now, they say Series Beyond, but does that mean multiple series, one series? It sounds like he'll do at least a series, the the anniversary and a series. But will he kick on and do three, four years of Doctor Who beyond that? I've already seen speculation on Twitter. No, he'll just come back for the 60th and a series and then he'll, he'll nick off again. And I'm like, oh, would you really tie your bad wolf sort of mates into into the series if you were just going to sort of do a, essentially a, a cameo? Like, oh, I'll write the 60th. Oh, look at me. I'm great. I'll do a series and then I'm off. You know, would you really do that to bad wolf? I, I, think, it's, I think it's actually a reasonable piece of speculation, partly because RTD has entered well and truly that stage of his career where he likes to do projects and then move on. He hasn't right. done a lot of series type stuff. So I, I think it's fair in that sense. Uh, in terms of the production company, if they've said to him, look, give us a special to launch, give us a series to prove we can do it, and that gives us two years, really, to find your successor and you know train them up and have them sit next to you potentially for a while, uh, that's, I think, a very workable thing to do. So I don't think that's an unreasonable piece of speculation, but it is, of course, speculation. Yeah, and and there's a lot of speculation going around. We've got to say this because this is all this is all happening live, folks, as as we talk about it. Uh, it, it is so, Rob. How do you feel? I'm happy, Dave. Good. I, I I'm glad happy. you're happy. Yeah, I'm I'm happy when I when I look back on the Doctor Who I've enjoyed over time, the RTD era, and I think I came to this conclusion when we did RTD versus the Moff, when uh, Moffat quit, and we did that big episode. I think I came to the conclusion that I like the RTD era more. There may have been some stories in the Moffat era I really, really enjoyed, maybe even more than stories in the RTD era, but as an era, I think he tied it together better. So I'm, I'm happy to see him back. But again, I'm not one of these people who are expecting it to be like it was back in 2010. I'm expecting it to be a shorter series. I'm expecting six parts. I'm expecting him to have evolved as a writer uh, and so on. And, you know, look... Let's talk about his potential doctor. I mean, we've done 14 for 14, and you mentioned Hugh Grant, Dave. Now, taking into account Hugh Grant knocked back the role to be the doctor for the 2005 series, could lightning strike twice and RTD goes to Hugh Grant and says, be my 14th doctor? Look, it is very possible. It's something that people have pointed out very quickly and I think very correctly on social media in reaction to this that, RTD tends to cast people he knows and likes, Mm. and he tends to go back to the same people on a regular basis. Therefore, Hugh Grant, who obviously starred with him in A Very English Scandal, is a very legitimate 
question to ask. Uh, Lydia West, who has now been in a couple of his big series, is a very legitimate question to ask. Ollie Alexander suddenly becomes a much more possible option than perhaps we thought he was, well, 24 hours ago, let's be frank. Um, (laughs) And and I know you've you've got another one that you think, and I know a lot of people have seen here, Rob. Yeah, well, look, a, a year ago, Dave, back in November of 2020, Tania Miller was tweeting that she knew who the new Doctor was, and you, you won't guess who it is. And someone on Twitter pointed out that in the uh, novelization for Rose, which Russell T. Davis, of course, wrote, he wrote that the 13th Doctor, uh, not the 13th Doctor, the 14th Doctor, rather, is a tall, bald, black woman wielding a flaming sword. It's this it's this segment where the, um, oh, who's that guy in Rose who's been tracking the Doctor all through time? I want to say Dennis or Les or... Something, oh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Bob. Um, <laughs> and he's looking like at that. Yeah, and he's looking at all the other doctors and with the with the fullness of time, Davis has written in, you know, that they're looking at pictures obviously of a, a young man in a bow tie who's Matt Smith and, you know, a woman in braces running away from a giant frog in front of Buckingham Palace and that's and that's obviously Jodie Whittaker. And then a tall black woman with a flaming sword. I started to wonder whether Tania Miller knew that she was being written into the book. I wonder if it, if it was just that, that she was referring to this sort of, you know, little reference in the book. And she's not really being cast as the Doctor. It was just a cheeky thing in the book. Could her tweet have been about that? Because as we said at the time, you don't go on Twitter and announce that you're the new Doctor. That, that would be highly confidential. Yet it's something that she tweeted, and there is a precedent for it in this book, that Doctor 14 is a tall, bald black woman. Yeah, look, look, Tania Miller is another staple of the RTD um, production house in the last few and, years. Yes, and that too. So, so a, a, again, the speculation is very possible, and a lot of people, I think, correctly, again, recognise that she's a very, very commanding actress and could be a very strong pick. What we don't know are some of the timelines around all this happening. Obviously, negotiations have been ongoing for some time, and uh, I know we're going to talk about JMS, but JMS, as we mentioned on previous shows, when his agent contacted the BBC, the BBC said, basically, we are working on a particular line and if yeah. that falls through then we'll look at others including your client very clearly now what they were looking at is could they ink a contract with bad wolf and with rtd yeah. so so i think we have some idea of when that was going on the idea then that this contract was inked to the point that rtd had you know rung to near and said hey i'm going to be doing doctor who again it would be marvelous if you could be the doctor how do you feel probably didn't happen did they go for a gin and tonic at some point and he said hey, I'm in these negotiations and if I got the nod, you know, would you be keen? Maybe. Mm. Or it's very possible that they could go in an entirely different direction. Again, we don't know. But but yes, suddenly all these speculations of people who have worked with RTD all get a few more credibility points. Well, speaking of other people who have worked with him, of course, before Jodie's final episode was being filmed this past week and, and the weeks before, there was speculation that David Tennant would be in it, maybe as some sort of cameo. And indeed, he popped up in town with his hair cut and his beard shaved uh, around the time they were filming, leading people to say, well, it's a fait accompli, you know, the Tenth Doctor is in this. Uh, of course, this is leading people to think that Tennant is coming back. 
as the somehow the 14th Doctor. I think that's quite crazy. I think he's probably just doing a cameo in Jodie's final episode. You know, maybe a dream sequence. He probably shows up and says, Jodie, you, you were fantastic. And oh gosh, Yaz. Yaz, you were the best companion ever. Bye. You know, it's probably something along those lines. I don't think he's becoming the new Doctor. But geez, it's got people talking. Look, if you are going back to the nostalgia well to get RTD... Uh, you don't have to reach that much further to get David Tennant. I I agree. It probably would would be a level of desperation, frankly, to to just do a complete reset in that way. But without it on the table again, it's 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 a, it's more possible than it was when we went to bed last night. Yeah. Well, look, people have been saying it smacks of desperation to get RTD back at all, and and I'm not on board with that. I think if you got Tennant back, yes, that is. That- That is desperation. To me, just getting RTD back just suggests that they're just looking for a safe pair of hands. Maybe the show hasn't gone quite where they wanted. There is a 60th anniversary coming up. They won't have a showrunner for it. Who do you give it to? Well, you give it to RTD or you give it to Moffat, probably. I think it's just a safe pair of hands. Yeah, look, and and some of the, the early ugly comments on social media have certainly been around... Some people say, I mean, this is fantastic. Russell T. Davies has come back to save Doctor Who. And mm. others saying, well, what do you mean by save Doctor Who? Doctor Who was fine. Do you not like Doctor Who? Why do you hate Jodie Whittaker? <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, some some more reasonable versions of that. I, I mean, yeah. and, and also, you know, other people I've seen, and, and look, those of us for whom the RTD era is now a very nice, fuzzy, warm memory from when we were a little bit younger is one thing. But I saw some comments from fans I follow on Twitter who are, 18, 19, 20 years old, and, and one of them pointed out that he was born the year that RTD was last announced as the showrunner. <laughs> and and a couple of people sort of then saying, I know you guys all remember and grew up with RTD and you love him, but he, he's what was on when we were five. We grew up with Moffat and Chibnall, so mm. this to us is actually a very weird decision. And, and I guess it would be like for you and I, Rob, if in you know, 1989, JNT had been replaced by Philip Hinchcliffe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which would be a big deal to those who grew up with Philip Hinchcliffe, but there'll be others who go, well, I've never seen Philip Hinchcliffe. He's, he's the guy who made Doctor Who when I was two. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look, look, lots of different opinions, all very valid. I think most people are really just trying to digest this news. And, and look, I am, I'm, I'm happy. I think it's a really good decision. He's a great writer, depending on what they do. And if they do go full panic button, let's pretend it's 2010, that would be a disappointment. Even something like, I think it would be a mistake for Murray Gold to come back. Now, I know that Murray Gold is almost attached at the production hip to RTD, and it's a natural assumption that he would. But mm. I think that that would just be another sign of let's make this like 2010, rather than let's find the 2020s vibe to make this a future ongoing show. That's just my opinion. Others are going to love the idea that Murray Gold could well be in the frame to come back. Yeah, certainly once you start layering that Murray Gold music on, it will start taking people back. Even if the show has changed in other ways, music is very evocative and, and can do that. You know, So I'd, I'd almost not want Murray to come back from the point of view that it should be something new and fresh. You know, I agree. When I think about, you know, what did I like about RTD's prior Doctor Who work? I, I tweeted this. I said, you know, characters is a big one. He wrote characters very well. The stories were quite adventurous. He... There was some really great casting in his era, 
and and off camera i think his work rate was phenomenal the, the man is a machine you know his mind works a million miles an hour you know so i'm i'm very happy to have a showrunner on who's not like oh no i don't want to do the christmas episode and oh no we're going to take longer to make these episodes and, oh no we're going to do less episodes <laughs> you know i'm i'm actually looking forward to a dude who who will come in and even if it's just for that special and just for a series will be hitting that at a million miles an hour you know, just really going for it. He is a very uh, unique individual. Yeah, absolutely. And and inevitably, just as his first era did, his second coming will suffer from New Who Syndrome, which is that no Doctor Who made now is perfect. Mm. Uh, and, and it's only after five or six years that you start to realise how good it, it was. I can remember very well watching the RTD era and being very impressed by a lot of it, loving some of it, hating other parts and and not being a fan of some aspects i've said before that myself and a lot of the friends i was watching with at the time all said you know we don't like this kind of soap opera thing we don't like having the companions mum in the show (laughs) but we get that if this is going to have an audience of eight nine ten million that's the kind of saturday evening vibe and tone you have to have we accept that Uh, so you know i'm not looking forward to the idea of suddenly going back to the UK and having the companion's mum in it. That, that's not what I want, but, mm. but but that might be what they need to, to be successful. So, a, again, RTD, fantastic writer, a lot more hits than misses. But, you know, his era wasn't perfect the first time. It looks better in the, in, in the rearview mirror, like all eras do. And inevitably, when his special drops and when episode one of his first series drops, we'll be sitting here and we'll have some weaknesses to spot in it as well. Yeah, and look, Russell has said as much. He says he's beyond excited to be back, but we're time-travelling too fast. This is in terms of, you know, speculation. You know, there's a whole series of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor to come. You know, I'm still a viewer for now, you know, so he's not giving any hints as to whether, you know, he's going to get a tenant-like dude and Murray Gold and go back to the past or whether, you know, I, I've done that. I'm not going to have a doctor like Tennant. I'm going to I'm going to have Tania Miller. I'm going to have this tall black woman with a shaved head. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have anyone's mother in it. It's not going to be soap operish. I've done that, you know. Mm. Or, or is it somewhere between the two? Who knows? It's all speculation. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm a lot more excited by the idea of RTD Mark II than RTD 1.1. Oh, without doubt. Without doubt. Uh, Rob, you mentioned earlier the comments about the production changes... Um, I, I, and I sort of said, look, I don't think that these are as big a deal as perhaps you were intimating, and maybe I've done you a disservice there. You can you can defend yourself in a, mm-hmm. in a moment. Um, I, I actually think that this won't change a lot. It may be a bit of an injection of capital, which would not be mm-hmm. a bad thing. We, we don't know, but it, it could well be. I think that this is just the reality of how television is made. And indeed, Doctor Who still being made by the BBC, even though it's... BBC Wales, which is, you know, a slightly different organisation. I, I get those technicalities. But but it still sort of smacks a little bit uh, in 2021 of JNT being the last in-house producer at the BBC mm. in 1989. And, and I think this was just an inevitable natural thing that, that, that has happened in television over a long time. It's the same with the ABC here in Australia, where a large amount of their content is made by an external production house. There's a co-funding arrangement, a deal that... The ABC, or the BBC in that case, gets first rights to screen and will screen, so it's got a home, but the actual, you know, who hires the cameras and who hires the actors and, and all the rest of it works well. And um, a, a late dear departed friend of mine was the HR manager for a long time at the ABC. He once said to me that he absolutely loves these arrangements because, in his words, 
When the chase is getting really good headlines, it's an ABC production. When the chase is getting bad headlines, it's an independent network made by a completely different group of people. <laughs> it's like when Russell Crowe gets good reviews, he's an Aussie, and when he doesn't, he's a Kiwi. <laughs> he's a Kiwi, that's exactly right. Um, is, that, is that sort of similar to your thoughts on the production house, Rob? Or do you, do you, oh. do you think it's going to be a real different thing? Look, I, I don't think you said anything too out of line or weird there, Dave, but I do go back to a, a Chibnall quote we had on a recent episode of ours where he pointed out that, you know, although things didn't look different to us as the viewers, in recent times the BBC drama department had handed over to BBC Studios and things were actually being done a lot differently in the background. And I think, well, here we've, we're going from BBC Studios to bad wolf so that's another step so at least internally there was a change from drama department to studios and now it's changing again so i think things are different and i don't know i'm only speculating here but i think when you've got a production team like bad wolf coming in maybe they're not constricted with you know some of the hires or people they have to work with because they're their own company and they hire the people they like and the people they like to work with and maybe it makes for a happier sort of arrangement rather than just random people being thrown together to make a TV show. Because, again, certainly when I look at stuff Bad Wolf has produced over the years, it's been bloody good stuff. And I think there's got to be something in the, the you know, the 12 Secret Herbs and Spices there that's, that's responsible for that, which you might not get if you're just working with an internal BBC team who could be working on Doctor Who for these six months and something else entirely for, you know, the, the other six months. Yeah, look, that, that's very fair. And that, that probably does expand a bit on what I was thinking. And, and yeah, okay, I, 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 I accept that. But but at the same time, I don't think that this is a big like, oh my God, this is the future of Doctor Who and it's pointing a new direction to, to go and then it's going to morph and it'll, and it'll be on Netflix. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think this is just how television is made and it's actually Doctor Who catching up with television rather, more, more than anything. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I think the, the streamer thing will happen one day. I have no doubt about that, too. But for now, yes, this is just catching up because co-productions are very common. When I look at a lot of the big BBC series I've watched over the past three, four, five years, they have been co-productions, you know? Yeah. And yeah, again, absolutely. His Dark Materials is an example of that, but, but heaps more have been as well. And people don't sort of realise, they just think of it as being a BBC show. They don't think of how things were made or who the producer was or, you know, how this was done. We do that as Doctor Who fans. Yes. Um. <laughs> just as I suspected, a lot of Australians will be absolutely blown away to realise how much ABC content isn't actually made by the ABC. Mm. So, Rob, that's all the thoughts I've got other than one, which is to acknowledge that as the official podcast of the JMS for showrunner, bandwagon <laughs> yes um look we uh we should well he has listened to us before he has heard our podcast he, so he has can... so look we, we we will just say that uh if jms is to lose out to anybody rtd is a very worthy choice but i, I believe the man has made a comment rob he has he has he's jumped on to uh to twitter and said i cannot imagine a better or wiser choice and i thought what a gentleman to say that yeah that's that's a very cool comment and look maybe now that jms's agent has broken through the transduction barriers that exist around the BBC, is it too much to hope that maybe if he can't be the showrunner, he could write an episode? Oh, that'd be amazing. That would you be know, pretty cool. It would be. It would be fantastic, actually. But look, yeah, look, very happy, very excited. RTD's great. Lots of caveats, lots of things we don't know. I think there'll be a lot of surprises and a lot of expectations will be dashed or doubled down on. But yeah, that's that's all I've got, Rob. 
Yeah, I mean, we've got to watch another series of Whitaker yet over the next month or month and a half. You know, that'll pop. Then there's another year uh, of specials, three specials. Then we're two years off, <laughs> you know, RTD arriving. So I think there's going to be a lot of talk, a lot of speculation, a lot of announcements. Uh, I think people are going to get frankly sick of it over the next two years. But for right now, it's quite exciting. Yeah, and, and when you say that, I hope that the knowledge that this is the the final series for Chibnall and Jody and that whole production team, frankly, will actually lead it to just, you know what? Damn the torpedoes. We're just going for it. We're just going to have a great time and make the show we want to make and there'll be a real energy to it. Uh, I hope that what doesn't happen is everybody's sort of like, well, you know, this is, this is good, but where's RTD? You know, mm-hmm. no, who cares about this? We're waiting for RTD. I, I, I actually am more enthusiastic about next month's or the month after's Doctor Who than I was before this announcement because it does feel like... I mean, RTD in Series 4, Moffat in Series 10, when both mm. of those are like, this is our last series, I'm just going to have fun, they were really good series. Absolutely. And look, I've, I'm have i on the record of saying Jodie hasn't had a classic story. She's had some good stories, hasn't had a classic, in my view. Could she have a classic in this six-parter coming up? Could she have a classic in one of those three series? Could she have a couple of classics? Is it too much to ask? I hope she does. I really, really do. I, I, I do as well. And and also, the lack of pressure on this series to get the show renewed, I think, mm. will, will be a big weight off a lot of fans' minds in that we, are all, we were all going into this series potentially wondering if this is the last we'll see of Doctor Who for five years. Yeah. And and, yes. and 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 now we know that it's not. It, 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 that that pressure, I think, will also potentially help us all to enjoy the new series more. On that note, fingers crossed, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll be back in not even twenty four hours with uh, what did we talk about? <laughs> it seems we so long about ago. Lung Barrow. Lung Barrow. That's right. How can I forget? Yes, we talked about Lung Barrow. It seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we'll be back out with all our usual stuff and uh, when when I say we'll speak again soon I mean very soon we will speak again very soon very very soon bye now goodbye it's a lie you yes. have in fact been doing okay. everything to do with Doctor okay. since you left yeah once you go all sitting going, outside you know. those gates of Cardiff I know let me in Chris we're locked down Chris we're locked down I'm in your garden <laughs> this tent okay. is leaking let me in <laughs> I went for dinner with Chris Jubble and he locked us out the house did he? We got locked. I can't describe it while we were outside the house. Why were we outside the house? <laughs> Why were we outside the house? There's nothing anywhere. We got locked out. That's well, showbiz stories. Did-